talk to you tonight about. I've, I've been meditating. I've never done this message before. Um, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, but as in the days of Noah, or Noah, as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24, 37. And people come to me and ask me, uh, Preacher, are these the end times? Are these the last days? How close are we? Well, I don't know about how close the age is, but you're pretty close. I mean, uh, I mean, truthfully, a hundred years from tonight, nobody in this room will be alive. A hundred years is not all that long. Ask Bobby Rose. He's 95. A hundred years from tonight, probably no one in this room, and over half of you will have long been gone. I mean, a guy like Wheelbarrow, he'll be some of the last of that group to pass on. But a uh, hundred years is not a long time in history. It's not a long time. It's not a long time archaeologically. It's just when I went over to Israel, and you know, you go to Israel, and they're, they're going back 5,000, 4,000, 3,000, and, and then we go in America, we're going back, you know, 400, 300 max. Maybe you go to the Indians, you know, some of the Indian relics, Mesa Verde. Hope you've been there, by the way. Mesa Verde is well worth the trip. Mesa Verde, and see how the Indians, in about 800 years ago, built on the side of that cliff there and abandoned it. Nobody knows why they abandoned it. When they abandoned it, I mean, they abandoned it. They left their, they left their stuff. And when they, the theory is that they had a drought over a long period of time, and they were just simply starved out, and they had to leave because no water. Or there was some sort of a, an attack by another group, but that, there's no evidence for that. It looks like they just starved out and had to move on, leave all that beautiful structure, because you're not going to stay there and die, man. Interesting how things are, but uh, American Indian goes back a few thousand years or a thousand years maybe in America. Uh, so uh, the days of the flood, over 4,000 years ago, uh, God did a, a, a massive, massive geological event and broke up the fountains of the deep, volcano, volcanic activity like never before. It was radical. You had plate shifts, plate shifts, you know, um, oceans were created, really, as a lot of that water came up and the land fell. Well, the land fell some almost two miles in some cases down. Cities, uh, you know, there's rumors about certain cities disappearing. That's probably when it happened. Certain famous cities were famous and then were gone because of the, they fell as the, as the oceans were created by God there and the continents moved apart, et cetera. Some things happened there. Um, that was a big deal, wasn't it? I mean, no flesh lived. It's pretty, it would be hard to be that thorough. <clears throat> there's a lot of birds, there's a lot of animals, mammals. You'd think that one would live and maybe on floating debris or, uh uh. 
It was so radical, so wild, so, so violent that nothing that had breath survived. The fish survived. But nothing that had breath survived except for eight people and the animals that were in the ark. And so Jesus makes a statement. He says, as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, that's a heads up right there now. That's a heads up, meaning you're not going to guess the day or the hour. No, no, no. But you will know the season. Right now, Florida is coming into their spring. We've already been through winter. Winter's over. The uh, live oak trees, the leaves are falling. Once they fall and re-sprout, then that's your spring. And it's just about there. We're right in the transition of winter to spring. Have you noticed the winter has been tough this year? Winter in Florida is about two weeks, three weeks long. Maybe four. Um, but Jesus here is speaking not of the rapture. He's speaking of the second coming. His coming where he's going to plant his feet on the Mount of Olives. He's going to rule and reign with a rod of iron as King Jesus, as I spoke a little bit about this morning, for 1,000 years after the tribulation period is over. Looks to me like only about a third of the population is going to survive the tribulation period, about a third of the population, that's all. And uh, out of seven years, the wrath of God is going to be so strong on this world for a concentrated period of seven years, 21 judgments, that only about a third, or some people even predict a quarter of the population will be left. That'll be it. Those people will be judged of God, herded up, gathered up, judged of God. We call it the sheep and the goats judgment, Matthew 25. And they'll be allowed to go into the millennial period if they've treated the people of God right. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was a stranger, you took me in. Those are some of the... You know, so he doesn't ask them whether they're saved. Now, it has been said, some commentators believe everybody going into the millennial period will be born from above. I don't know. But from the questions he asks them in Matthew 25, that does, that does not really seem to be the, the subject of whether they've trusted Christ or Savior or not. The subject seems to be, how did you treat people that were saved during the tribulation period? You say, they're going to be saved people during the tribulation period. Without number, so many of them. Millions and millions of people are going to get saved during the tribulation period. And they're going to, most of them, be beheaded. They're going to be pursued. They're not going to have the mark of the beast so they won't be able to buy or sell. You can imagine how hard it would be if you couldn't buy or sell. We're talking you can't go 7-Eleven buy anything, can't buy gas, can't sell anything to get any money, can't buy or sell. It's going to be tough on them as the beast hunts them down and has portable execution centers set up for them and tries to exterminate them. I, I believe that's the ultimate of the cancer culture, by the way. They want to cancel the Christian. That's where that's going. It's, you can see the beginning of it. It's the seed of it. It's the, it's the attitude of it. I'm not saying they're going to start martyring us. But I'm going to say you see in the unsaved group that spirit already working. The Bible says the mystery of iniquity doth already work. That was back 2,000 years ago. It's been working since. So 
Uh, the references in Matthew chapter 24 and 25 are not speaking about the rapture. If you think they are, you really create a bunch of confusion and interpretation. That isn't, those are not rapture verses. Two shall be uh, in, one, in a bed, one will be taken, one will be left. No, that's, that's talking about the second coming, not the rapture. The rapture is different. Rapture occurs at the beginning of the tribulation period. Why? What's the purpose of a rapture? purpose of a rapture is to give Satan liberty to rule this world and to do his evil without hindrance. That's what that's about. Why? The Bible says, Jesus said, the church is the light of the world, the salt of the world. What's one of our functions? By just being here, by just meeting tonight, by just being in, in, in Bonita Springs, by just walking up and down in Bonita Springs and being a born-again Christian, by putting our signs out, by passing our tracks out, by going door to door, by doing our bus ministry, we are holding back evil. And the presence of the Holy Spirit is in you as born-again believer, right? Well, wherever God is, evil flees, man. Right? What did the demons say when they saw Jesus? Oh, have you come to torture us before the time? You're going to leave us alone? And so the church... And the function of the church, undeniably, is the salt of the world. We're holding back evil. We're holding back topless, bottomless, sideless, backless. We're holding back a queer nation. We're holding back cats marrying dogs and dogs marrying cats. Uh, roosters marrying roosters. Uh, we're holding that stuff back. That's what we're doing. I know you are. I know you are. I hear what you say, man. That's no good. That's right. Keep fighting it. But as salt, we hinder the work of the evil one more than what we realize. And so he's not free to do the work that he wants to do, and he's going to be allowed to do in the thing called the tribulation period. The rapture opens the door and gives them the opportunity on a wide scale to deceive uh, the people of earth. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 8. Let's read it. That no man deceive you by any means, that the day shall, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. I was talking about the tribulation period. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. It's not going to come. The word falling away is a, is a fancy word, means apostasia, apostasy. There must come an apostasy of falling away. Well, where does, how does this falling away happen? This, this uh, man of sin, son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the temple in Jerusalem, by the way. Remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know this is important. And look in verse 6. I hope you turn to that passage in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 because this is a key place to understand the rapture. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. What, what is withholding? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth, the word letteth is only English word to mean hold back. 
will continue to hold back until he be taken out of the way. So the Holy Spirit, which is the one that holds evil back, I mean, there's no question about that. He's referring to the Holy Spirit. He that letteth will continue to let until he be taken out of the way. Well, when the Holy Spirit's taken out of the way, I'm leaving too. The Bible says in John chapter 14, I believe it is 23, maybe 16, Jesus said the Holy Spirit's never going to leave me, never going to forsake me. I'm talking even now or in heaven, never, ever going to leave me. So if the Holy Spirit's taken out of the way in his work of holding back evil, uh, it would make sense to me that I would have to, something would have to happen to me. Because as long as I'm going to be here, I'm going to hold back evil. I'm, I'm going to fight evil as long as I can. Old, old, old Billy uh, Sunday used to say, you know, bite the devil till you lose your teeth and then gum him. And I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's just you keep after him. That's why who, it's who we are. It says in verse 8, and then shall the wicked, and it means the wicked one, be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and will destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Ultimately, in the end of the tribulation period, God's going to judge him. So the function of the rapture is to facilitate the working of iniquity, freeing the hand of God also to judge the people of the world. Why? Genesis 18, there's a principle stated by Abraham that is a hard, fast, solid principle. What is that principle? That God will not judge the righteous with the wicked. That is a hard, fast, solid principle. Abraham was so sure of it, so sure of it. He, he appealed to God and he said, look, now you're not going to Sodom and destroy Sodom because Lot's there. And Lot's got a wife and some kids and surely the judge of the earth will do right and you're not going to judge the righteous with the wicked. And God said, you're right, you're right. And he says, well, if, if 50 were there, 40 were there, 30 were there, 10 were there, I'd have been mad if I was God about that 10, you know what I mean? If 10 were there, would you save? He said, I'll save it for 10. The truth is, God saved it for four. The, the angels told Lot, we can do nothing till you leave. You get that? That's big people. We can do nothing till you leave. Oh, and only three of them were wanting to leave. Mrs. Lot, her heart was still back in Sodom. Because he told them, when you leave, don't you look back. And so she couldn't even obey that. Why? Because her heart was still in Sodom. She had kids in Sodom also, by the way. Some of their children were destroyed in Sodom. And so she looked back to Sodom, turned into a pillar of salt. Jesus said, I want you to remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Don't look back. He that takes his hands off the plow and looks back is not worthy of me. That's what he said. Don't look back. And so the principle of the rapture is simply it takes the righteous out all at one moment, and God can begin to judge the earth. And he begins to judge the earth with those 21 different judgments, seven seals, seven bowls, and seven vials. And so seven trumpets and seven vials, excuse me. Seals, trumpets, vials. And so he begins to judge. Never in the history of this planet has there any been anything unleashed on this world like God's going to unleash. And by the way, that's not natural consequences of, 
of, of, of carbon dioxide. Those things are God Almighty judging specifically from heaven. As you read through it, he says they release these horses and they release them. It's from heaven those judgments come. The devil's not judging the earth. God's judging the earth. Now, there will be people getting saved during the tribulation period, a special group of people, really. Getting saved because the Holy Spirit's convicting of sin to righteousness, to salvation, seems to be going on, seems to continue to go on because it said there were many people saved during the trip. So if there are many people saved during the trip, then he's still convicting people of their sin so they can be saved. Plus, we've left a whole lot of Bibles. We leave, we're going to leave a whole lot of tracks. We're going to leave this building. We're going to leave churches scattered all over the world. We're going to leave a testimony of that we believe in Jesus. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And some of these people after this rapture, uh, they're going to be hunting for an answer. I hope they find a gospel track we put out. I hope they find a Bible we left. I hope they find something they can get saved. They're going to get saved, but it's going to cost them their life. Plus, remember this about it. Everybody saved in the tribulation period is going to be a novice. They're going to be a brand new Christian. They're not going to know the book. I, I mean, I, I know you, you can, you, some of you people are crammers, you know, in college you crammed. You don't cram the Bible. The Bible soaks in on you. You got you to run, run it by you a little bit. It's like a soaker. And it's not a cramming thing. Uh, and so, in seven years of Bible study, uh, you're just ready to get out of college and, and go do something. It's a full-time service or ministry somewhere. And so, you're not going to, those people are not going to be mature folks. They're going to they're stand for God. They're going to have great character. They're going to do what's right. But they're not going to know much about the book. And Satan's going to be able to do his... Uh, adventures and things that he wants to do. So are these the characteristics of, of the days of Noah? Well, I believe that I have identified what that characteristic is. I believe it not to be immorality. Immorality is rampant in our country, but it's not immorality and rampant in the world, but it's not immorality. The sin of the pre-flood folks was violence. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and all the flesh corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and, and behold, I will destroy them in the, with, with the earth. So God gave them what they wanted. They, wanted, they, they got what they wanted, but they didn't want what they got. They, wanted, they loved violence. Violence consumed their thoughts, and he gave it to them. Bigger, wider, deeper, more massive than they could even imagine. Worldwide in scope, almost total in count. Violent in nature, drowning. Throughout thorough intensity, only eight souls surviving. God's mercy gave them, by the way, from that announcement, about 120 years of Noah's preaching and his building of the ark as a warning. So even in the, even in the pronunciation, I'm going to destroy the whole thing, there was, a, there was a time of about 120 years given where Noah was a preacher of righteousness, went about preaching. 
They said every time Noah's hammer hit one of them nails, it was a testimony of God's judgment was coming on the ark. So what kind of violence filled the earth? I think it was violence for entertainment. I believe it was violence, like we have violent movies, violent sports, violent executions. Possibly the, maybe the most violent of all sins they had was the killing of their babies. Why is killing of the babies maybe the pinnacle of violence? Well, because babies are simply the most innocent victims that could possibly be. The most defenseless victims that could possibly be. The most vulnerable victims that could possibly be. God has a standard and a limit for what he will tolerate. He says in Jeremiah, children of Israel, Jeremiah 22, 3, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Execute ye judgment and righteousness and deliver the spoil out of the hand of the oppressor. Do no wrong. Do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, or the widow. These are the helpless. The stranger, that's your, that's your uh, immigrant, right? He's an immigrant. Um, the fatherless, the widow, those are innocent people, vulnerable people, not innocent in nature, but vulnerable. He said, don't do violence to them. Neither shed, he adds to the fourth thing, neither shed innocent blood in this place. Well, I don't know a more innocent blood than a baby. Has not taken a breath, doesn't know good or evil, hasn't done anything. Come on. That's as bad, that's as, that's as innocent as you're going to get. There's other verses I want to talk to you about violence on. Proverbs 28, 17 says, A man that doeth violence to the blood of any person shall flee to the pit, let him let no man stay him. Psalm 73 says, uh, Therefore, speaking of the evil man, therefore pride cometh them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Psalm, 1, Psalm 11, verse 5, The Lord tried the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Jeremiah chapter 19. Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, which whosoever heareth, his ears shall tingle. Why? Because they have forsaken me, have estranged this place, and burned incense in it unto other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and they have filled this place with the blood of innocence. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 10. That innocent blood shall not be shed in thy land. Deuteronomy 27, 25. Cursed is he that taketh the reward to slay an innocent person. That's the medical profession getting rich over murdering babies. I just looked up the number. They make approximately $830 million a year aborting babies in the United States. What are they? They're taking reward to slay the innocent. There's a special judgment for them. Psalm 106, 37, 38. Yea, they sacrifice their sons and their daughters unto devils. They shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Cana, and the land was polluted with blood. Psalm 106, 40, 41. Therefore was a wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave him into the hand of the heathen. Ooh-wee, this is bad. And they 
and they that hated them ruled over them. What am I doing, reading a newspaper? Right now, they that hate us are ruling over us. In spite of our prayer, in spite of our fasting, in spite of our begging God to give four more years, in spite of somehow God have mercy, he said no. It's pretty clear. He said no. In fact, I'm going to give those who hate you to rule over you. Why? Because we've polluted our land with innocent blood. And by the way, innocent blood can never be paid for. Here's the way innocent blood is paid for in the Bible. Blood for blood. Death for death. There's been about 65 million babies estimated. By the way, a lot of those babies are not reported, so this is a conservative number. 65 million babies in America. There's very likely been 100 million babies in America, but they weren't, they're not reported well. They don't, they don't have real stringent rules about reporting. What that means is 65 million people need to die in America, blood for blood. COVID didn't take but 450,000 people. Imagine if 65 million of us died. But if God had that happen, he would still be just. Because the blood of those babies is crying out tonight. There's a sober warning, I believe, for all of us who care about life and God and righteousness and truth. Leviticus chapter 18, 24, 25, Defile ye not yourselves in any of these things, for in all these things the nation have defiled. The nations are defiled, which I cast out before you, those seven nations. And the land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Now that's a, that's a picture, eh? One time I was sitting in church, God was preaching away, and a girl beside me did projectile vomiting. And he hit the songbook thing and filled the songbook thing right to the top. That was a community Baptist Bible. Filled the songbook thing with puke. And I don't know about you, but I lost my interest in that message. I lost my interest in the sermon, the message, everything. I was shot. When the smell of that hit me, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm getting revived, brother. Well, I never forgot it. I can still picture it perfectly in my mind. But what God says is going to happen to a land that sheds innocent blood is the land itself will become defiled, declared defiled, and then God will cause the land to vomit the people that live on it out. Wow, that's a thought. That's a thought. I was reading about the decimation of the black population, black people. Most African-American babies have been killed by abortion. Or excuse me, more African-American babies have been killed by abortion since 1973 than the total number of African-American deaths from AIDS, violent crimes, accidents, cancer, heart disease combined. The approximate number of African-American deaths since 1973 is abortion, 13 plus million. Heart disease, 2.26 million. 
Cancer, 1.64 million. Accidents, 307,000. Violent crime, violent crime, 306,000. AIDS, 203,000. Since 1973, abortion has reduced the black population in the U.S. by over 25%. The black people are dying out in America. I know you see them in every television show and every commercial as if they were the majority, but they're not. Right now, they're only 19% of our population. Had, had abortion not come along and had those women not aborted their babies, they may be up to 30%, 35% of the population. It's a crime against the black people. In, U in the U.S. alone, 90% of Down syndrome babies are aborted. The abortion industry in America each year brings in $830 million through the abortion services. All I can say is, how could this not be the days of Noah? How could this not be the days of Noah? Friend, at those days, which were before the flood, they were eating and they were drinking and they were marrying and giving in marriage under the day that Noah entered into the ark. And listen to this. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. These are Jesus' words, by the way. Matthew chapter 24, 37, 39. So how does, how does it affect us? Well, the days of Noah should not change your daily Christian life if you're obeying the Bible. You should be witnessing because the Bible says so. You should be reading your Bible and seeking God, pursuing God because the Bible says so. You should be praying and pursuing God in prayer and asking for your lost neighbors and friends and relatives because the Bible said so. You should be living... Uh, you should be living and supporting the local fundamental Bible-believing God-fearing, hellfire, damnation, shingle-pulling King James Bible Church because the Bible says so. You should be supporting missions and helping missionaries get out in the field and praying for them. Don't just give them money. Pray for them, man. Bring them up before God, the throne of God. Why? Because the Bible says so. That's been the duty and responsibility of every generation of Christians ever since Jesus to now. So what is this? how does this affect you and me being in the days of Noah? Actually, it shouldn't affect you any other than just live a, an, un, a true Christian life. Amen? Keep your head up, for your redemption draweth nigh. The rapture may come before my voice hits the back of the room there. And if you're not saved, you've got some trouble that you're going to see in this old world. But born-again Christians... Let me say this, I'm doing everything I can to stop the murder of innocent life. I don't know of anything else to do and obey the whole Bible, the whole teaching of the Bible, Romans 13, etc. I believe gospel baptists are active and serious about opposing this heinous crime that's all around us. Do you realize you live 
among the most murderous group of people in history? This is hard for me to even say this. Hitler was a pussycat. He only murdered 13 million people cold-bloodedly. That's including gypsies, 6 million Jews, gypsies, and he also killed handicapped people. Now, he killed about 13 million. Maybe he killed, let's just say 20 million. We know that 65 million, and that's a conservative number, and everybody I read tells me it's bigger than that, Bale. It's bigger. 1.5 billion babies have been eliminated worldwide. Well, we got a population of, what, 7 billion? And 1.5 billion of those babies have been, you know, heaven's going to be inhabited. People say, is heaven going to be inhabited? going to be lots of people in heaven. A lot of them babies, right? The only, the only light at the end of the tunnel is that God's going to save those babies under the blood of Christ. It's for the way I understand the book, what David said and some others. But that don't make it right. Oh, no. No. I remember when my wife and I went into a doctor in 1971, just the beginning of 1971. And the doctor, we were young, you know. We were young once. I know it's hard to believe that, but she was 18, I was 19. And uh, she was pregnant, and we went in there, and he said, yeah, you're pregnant. And he says, if you want to have an abortion, you can have an abortion. This is before abortion was legal. I said, what in the world? I would murder my child? What kind of people do you think I am? And he kind of backed up. Oh, well, well if, you're, if you're against it, i got no problem with that. Yes, you, he, would, he was a no-good, low-life, mongering, bottom-feeding murderer. Money grubber. But all I can say, if you girls in this room, you get pregnant, you have your baby. I don't care what kind of circumstances you get pregnant under. Pregnancy comes from God. Amen. Do you know less than 1% of all pregnancies uh, that are aborted have anything to do with rape and incest? Only less than 1%. Less than 1%. I believe we need to can be revitalized and standing against it. No doubt about it. Praise God. Thank you for helping on the billboard. And, and other areas. And what I'm preaching tonight goes out on the internet and around the world as they'll listen to it. And I hope it helps them. But are, are we in the days of Noah, brother? I think we're as in the days of Noah as you can possibly be in the days of Noah. Do I think the second coming of the rapture and the second coming of Christ is around the corner? I do. But does it really change the way I live day by day? No. Because I'm supposed to live this way anyway. I'm supposed to live right anyway. I'm supposed to be expecting anyway. I'm supposed to lift up my heads and fields or white and harvest anyway. And so it doesn't really change the way you live other than you're excited that God's going to come and write this old thing and do what he's supposed to do, and he will. Father, thank you tonight for your mercy and your kindness, the Bible. Thank you we've been guided by the book. Forgive us where we have fallen short, not taken a overt, verbal, uh, yet compassionate stand against this violent crime. Father, help us to be against all sin, not just one sin, but all sin. 
Because sin works death. Father, just thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you died for us so we can have all of our sins forgiven, abortion and any other sin we've committed. It can be under the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. And you can be forgiven, washed white as snow. But you've got to face it. The Bible says you've got to repent. Repent means you face it. Repent and believe. And God will forgive you. Father, help us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's if you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.